0: Well, FNQ and our series on everything dementia. Before I start today's session I just want to let you know that I shall be taking a little break and will not be releasing any episodes until about the 6th of August. If you have any comments or anything that you would like me to do on the podcast talk about please email me on the DementiaWell FNQ at gmail.com. Right, today's session I would like to talk about activities for those people living with dementia. What I have found over the years is that a lot of people struggle with what to do. They find that their loved one who used to love certain activities now shows no interest in them at all or they are finding it difficult and now get angry and frustrated with them and so they don't know what to do to replace these activities and that often leads to the person just sitting around and not doing anything at all. And this leads to boredom, frustration, depression. Sometimes um, behaviours will come out at this stage as the person living with dementia feels that they have no purpose. Everybody needs to feel like we have a purpose and that something is meaningful. So now we know that engaging in meaningful activities can greatly benefit individuals with dementia by providing stimulation, promoting that sense of purpose, and enhancing their overall well-being. When thinking of activities, we really need to look at where that person is in their journey, though. Maybe the activity that they used to love can be adapted in some way to make it easier for them to complete the tasks. There are many things that we can try, as we know that there are some common problems that happen with certain types of dementia. Like one of them is not being able to initiate a task, so try starting the task for them and see if they can then continue, because often they can continue. Sometimes they might have problems stopping the task at the end of it, so keep watching them and sort of monitor how they're going. But often it's just that initiating that a task, just starting it off, that is the problem. Uh, some people living with dementia lo- lose their fine motor skills, so they're unable to use smaller items an example of this would be like um, how do you think knitting. Um, maybe they used to knit all the time and now they can't manage the, the small needles. So maybe buying the really big knitting needles and a thicker wool and then that might be able to help them to, to continue to knit. Others will forget the steps involved in what they're doing. So maybe drawing pictures of each step in order so that they can see what comes next. If they can still read and and cope with the words, then obviously writing them out. But as they get more progressive into their disease, they'll find that the words are disappearing. So pictures are the best way to, to help them with that. If you need to abandon those activities altogether... Then here are some activity ideas that can be adapted to suit the needs and abilities of your person living with dementia. One of the best ones and something that I actually love to do right now is reminiscence therapy. So this will help us to encourage conversation and memory recall so they keep what they still got. And that's things like looking at photo albums, listening to familiar music or discussing past events. If they do not recall these events that you're now discussing with them, then you can either turn this event into a funny story that happened, but please don't say something like, you remember, yes, of course you did, you were there, because they clearly don't remember, and that memory, if it's lost, is not going to be coming back. It's gone. The latest memories are often the the memories that are lost first, so try a story from earlier in their lives or earlier in your time together and see if they remember that. Arts and crafts are a great activity. Engaging in simple art projects like painting, drawing or colouring or creating collages. One of the things I found that um, some people really enjoyed was actually going outside and putting some canvases on the floor and then dipping the paintbrush into the paint and flicking it onto the the canvas And you can create some really fabulous pictures that way, and it's a lot of fun to do. So, But obviously choosing activities that are age-appropriate and easy to follow. And there are lots of um, colouring in, for instance, those mindful colouring in books that are on the market now, and they're great for this. Music therapy, listening to familiar songs, singing along, playing a musical instrument. And they don't have to know how to play it well if you can bear the noise. You know, a triangle or a drum is fabulous. Music does have a calming effect and can evoke positive emotions. Puzzles and games. Oh, I love this one because I'm a big games player. <laughs> I'm providing puzzles with large, easy to handle pieces, such as jigsaw puzzles or matching games. And you can do that with playing cards. Start with simpler puzzles and gradually adjust the difficulty level as appropriate to your person. One of my favourite ones is the naming game where you list as many items as you can remember. Say animals, so you, you just ask, you might pick farm animals. How many farm animals can you name? Or it could be how many fruits can you name? How many vegetables? Or something that is obviously common in their lives and they'll have a good chance of remembering a lot. This is also a good starting point so that you can see how their memory loss is going is how many animals do they do the first week and then if you're doing this in the next month trying the game again how many animals can they remember now and you can see how their memory is doing um, there are other games that you can play if they're your games player throwing soft items into a basket it could be screwed up paper anything soft obviously <laughs> don't make them too hard you might break things in the house but throwing them into a basket we used to play cards a lot, and we used to try and see how many cards we could get into the the basket. Blowing up a balloon and hitting it backwards and forwards to each other. Great fun and good exercise too, so (laughs) win-win. Gardening is another one. A lot of people love gardening. Encouraging the, the individuals to engage in light gardening tasks, such as planting seeds or watering plants, or even tending to a small garden depending on their abilities. This activity does promote that sensory stimulation and it connects with nature, which is something that I love to do. Obviously, doing these outdoors, you're also getting the vitamin D from the sun, which has been proven to beneficially stimulate the brain and help improve memory. Also, a lack of vitamin D can cause loss of bone density, which can lead to broken bones. So again, another win-win going outside. Gentle, purposeful movement. Exercise, <laughs> engaging in light physical activities like seated exercises, stretching or gentle walks, helping maintain their mobility and improving circulation. This also boosts mood. Any form of sensory stimulation, um, activities like textured objects, smelling scented oils or listening to natural nature sounds, these activities can be calming and engaging. One of the things, putting up a bird feeder encourages birds and plants to encourage butterflies is a great activity. I have found that uh, watching birds is very popular. We had a gentleman at one of the facilities I worked in who always fed the birds at a certain time and place each day. And the birds would flock to that spot and wait. It was a wonderful, colourful display as lorikeets and parrots filled the branches of all the trees around and the residents would come out and watch and looks, or look through their windows at the display. I would also do that and lots of other staff would gather too because it really was quite spectacular. Cooking or baking. Whereas they may have actually done the whole thing like baking biscuits themselves, or maybe even if they've never tried to do it, involving them in simple cooking or baking tasks such as stirring the ingredients, measuring or decorating cookies... It could be a great activity. They certainly enjoy eating them afterwards, so that's a great one. Pet therapy. Interacting with friendly and trained animals can provide comfort and companionship. So consider engaging visits with therapy animals or engaging in pet-assisted activities. But do be mindful, there are people like me who would really not enjoy that. But give me a nice soft blanket instead, I'll, I'll, I'll play with that for hours. Storytelling or reading, reading aloud from books or sharing stories. Choosing materials, obviously, that are familiar to that person that you're you're talking to. So I've talked about how a person living with with dementia will often stop doing activities they once loved and some of the reasons for this and how to adapt tasks for them. I've suggested a few simple activities that could be tried. Remember to adapt that activity to suit the person's abilities. Provide clear instructions and allow for breaks or rests as needed. Additionally, always prioritise safety safety first and create a supportive and calming environment for your person living with dementia. I hope you have found this useful and a quick reminder that I will be away for about a month. During this time, I'm actually writing a series of three children's books to help them understand why their grandmother or father has dementia and what is happening. The first book is going to be called Harry's Grandmother Has Dementia. And please feel free to rate my podcast on your podcasting platform as I have been told that this is the best way to spread the word. Or you can contact me directly on the fnq at gmail.com with any topics that you would like me to discuss or have any feedback or comments you'd like to make. So thank you for listening and I hope you will join me in August for the next episode. Bye for now.